Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I wanted to share a little snippet of that song because I believe it is a wonderful setup for what the Lord has given me today. Who glory. Thank you, Lord. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's an awesome thing. Think about tomorrow, isn't it? Mm -hmm. In our minds, tomorrow holds all these great possibilities. Mm -hmm. All of these things that we uh, didn't accomplish today or we didn't, we don't have today, that we don't see today. We, we, we put it all on tomorrow. Mm. All of us are guilty, amen, of looking to the future. There's nothing wrong with that. When we were young, amen, when we, we couldn't wait to be 18, when we got 18, we were living to 21. Mm -hmm. You know? Boy, you, I mean, we, we, wasn't eight, we, we wasn't a good 18, and we was already saying, boy, I'm going to be 21 soon. Mm -hmm. Amen. We were always looking to tomorrow. This world has an entire industry set up on tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The world is constantly pushing us into planning for the future. Our retirements, 401ks, you know, re retirement funds, and you know, all those things, stocks and bonds, amen. And, 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 and I'm going to get there, but we, we, we naturally gravitate toward the future. We don't, we don't gravitate to the past. A lot of times we're trying to get out of the present. Mm. We're looking to tomorrow. Mm. Mm. We're planning our next projects, our vacations, and you mean whether or not we're going to go back to school and so on and so forth. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Mm. <clears throat> but I want you to understand that there's nothing wrong with planning for tomorrow, but it's in how. And it's what we plan for tomorrow. John 14, 1 through 3, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, for if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, amen, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. That's a plan mm -hmm. for tomorrow. Amen. Yes. Whenever we plan and leave out God, that's where the problem is. Mm -hmm. And I'm just laying foundation. I know I haven't given you scripture yet. Whenever we plan and leave out God, there hence begins to problem. Mm -hmm. So I come by this afternoon, amen, hopefully to encourage you and to help refocus some of us, amen, about our plannings for tomorrow. Amen. Because many times we plan for tomorrow, but we do not plan for eternity. Mm -hmm. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of revival. Today is the day of healing. Today is the day of deliverance. Today. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible tells us that tomorrow is not promised. Amen. So some things we need to handle today. today. Amen. 
Because tomorrow we, 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 we can all tell a story and we all know the stories of this present day, this present time about folks that even though they didn't say it verbally, but in their hearts and minds, they were planning for tomorrow. But the tornado came. But the flood came. Amen. The hurricane came. The car accident happened. Amen. The gunshot went off. Amen. They did not see tomorrow. So it's better to plan for today, for eternity, than plan for today, for tomorrow. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Turn with me in your Bibles. Amen. We're going to look at a couple of sets of scripture. We're going to start in James chapter 4. Amen. Verses 14 and 15. And then we're going to jump over to Luke 12, verse 16. James 4. Amen. Verse 14 and 15. If you have it, please say amen. amen. Hallelujah. And the word of God says, Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Mm -hmm. amen? amen. Luke 12, amen, verses 16 through 20. Hallelujah. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. Mm -hmm. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Mm -hmm. Since I have no room to store my crops. Mm -hmm. So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, so mm -hmm. you have many good goods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Uh-oh. But somebody said with me, but God. But God. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Whom's will these things be which you have provided? Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Pray in this hour, Lord, that you would just touch your servant. Yes, yes, and Father God, I speak not according to my own heart, my own mind, or my own will, but according to thy spirit, Father. Use I, your servant, Lord God, to speak to these, your people. Help us, Father God, to understand about planning for tomorrow. It is better than we plan for eternity. Amen. Give thanks and I give praise in Jesus' name. All agree said amen. 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 Hallelujah. Most people don't really think about tomorrow. In a sense, amen, they, they, they don't have any concern that it will not happen. Mm -hmm. Most of us take for granted, amen, that tomorrow is going to come. Amen. Mm -hmm. Sun comes up every day. Air is plentiful. Amen. Uh, we, we have jobs that we're going to go to tomorrow. Amen. We, we have shopping we're going to go to tomorrow. And we, plan, we, we just have no thought that tomorrow will not happen. Mm -hmm. And because we don't think that tomorrow will not happen, we don't really take a lot of concern about eternity. Oh, yeah, we, 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 we come to church and we've given our lives to Christ and we get saved. But sometimes... Sometimes, amen, we kind of stop right there. We don't, we don't take the full thought of eternity all the way to the end. Because we say, well, tomorrow 
what I didn't do today, I'll do tomorrow. Lord, I, I didn't really pray that much today, but tomorrow, Lord, I, I'm going to pray. Lord, I, I didn't really give this time, but next time I have an opportunity to give, Lord, then I'm going to really give. Lord, I, I, I really didn't go to that brother or that sister or to that individual that you, you spoke my heart to go to, but next time, tomorrow, I'll go do it. We never think that tomorrow will not come for us. Hmm? There was a man in April 14, 1865. He been one of our greatest leaders, and, and he was planning for the future also. Mm -hmm. He had everything to live for, and the thought of tomorrow would just be another day in the day of a president. Mm -hmm. But that night, Abraham Lincoln was shot in the back of the head. Tomorrow never came for Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Likewise, amen. Hallelujah. The rich man in our text here in Luke 12, he presumed on the future. He thought within himself saying, what shall I do? He assumed, amen, that tomorrow is going to come regardless. He assumed, amen, because of his wealth and all the goods that he had and all the plans he was making, that everything was just going to be as it was, and tomorrow I'm going to do this and that. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. Many of us are guilty of that. Amen. We have no thought about eternity. We say, well, we, we, I'll put it off until tomorrow. And tomorrow comes for some of us. Amen. And we still keep putting it off. So we always think tomorrow's going to come. But I read a statistic some time ago. I don't know if it's changed very much. But I read a statistic some years ago. Amen. And it said that 200-something thousand people die every day. All across the world. All manners of things. 200-something thousand people every day. Each and every one of them, I'm sure, thought that tomorrow was going to come. Each and every one of them, amen, had plans and, and, and had ideals and desires that they were going to do something, and tomorrow was going to be the beginning of whatever it was. But somehow, some way, amen, them not knowing, amen, that life was coming to an end for them on this side. I don't know if they had any plan for eternity. I, I, I don't know if man, they had a relationship with Jesus Christ. But what I do know, amen, is that while we're here today, today, we need to be making plans not for tomorrow, but for eternity. Come on, somebody. You say, well, Brother Miller, what's the difference? Well, you see, tomorrow is our plan. Tomorrow, amen, is the plan that Brother Miller has to do this, that, and the other. It's the, it's the rich man said, amen, to lay back, eat, drink, and be merry. Uh -huh. Amen, just, just, just go on and, you know, be, hey, hey, do me. Mm -hmm. But when you plan for eternity, amen. it's not about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The plan for eternity is doing the will of God in the here and now. That's right. Because, see, you can't get to, you don't want to get to eternity without having walked in the plans of Jesus Christ. Sometimes, amen, we, we think because, or people think because of their position in life, that everything is always going to be okay. Mm -hmm. They think, amen, because they have the means in this life, amen, to do whatever they desire to do, that it's always going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's not until, amen, life comes to the other end, amen. When they begin to see, amen, as the Bible says, amen, that we are but a vapor, amen. 
We're like grass, amen. If it was cut down one day, it's here. The next day, it's gone. Blown away in the wind. I'm reminded, amen, of uh, Andre Carnegie. Andrew Carnegie. I said Andre. Andrew Carnegie. And I used to read a lot of biographies and autobiographies about the uh, very successful men and women of our, our nation, amen. And here's one of them that I read. One of the things I found out about him, amen, you know, at the, at the time of his death, he was one of the three or four richest men in the entire world. Mm -hmm. And so he began to uh, take his wealth and he built all these museums that we read about now, these libraries, amen, Carnegie Hall. He, he built all those things. But I found out in reading about him that on his deathbed, he told why he did all that he did. See, Andrew Carnegie didn't have a plan for eternity. So the reason he built all these things and gave all the money away, he gave a lot of money to orphanages and different things like that. The reason he did all of those things, amen, he said that he was trying to hopefully make up for his shortcomings on this side of life that God would have favor on him on the other side. That's not a plan. See, God does not deal on our good works. God does not deal on our good attitudes or, or our good relationships. <laughs> he deals, amen, on our relationship with the one and only Jesus Christ. Yes. He deals, amen, on our responsibility on this side, amen, to do what is right, to deal with what's going to come in eternity. Andrew Carnegie didn't have a plan for eternity. So he figured I'd use my wealth and I'll buy my way into God's favor. Planning for tomorrow. <coughs> it seems like today, man, that people just assume, and we do it all the time, there's nothing wrong with it. When we got up this morning, got in our cars, we didn't think they wouldn't work. We just assumed that they would. When you went out and got up and sat down in the chair in your house, you didn't hope that it would hold you. You just assumed that it would. Why didn't it hold me yesterday? Why wouldn't it hold me today? We presume a lot of things. And sometimes we can presume some things that it really has, doesn't have a lot of consequence. But when it comes to eternity, what is your plan for eternity? You say, well, brother, no, I'm in church. What do you mean? I, I, my plans, I, 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 I plan for eternity. I don't assume anything because I am here to encourage and to help. As much as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This isn't a one-sided conversation because the word of God wants us to understand, amen, that today is the only day that's promised. Mm -hmm. yes. Tomorrow is not promised. That's right. Amen? I, we, we was watching... Um, my sweetheart, she loves to watch HGTV, and I'm okay with it. I like it too, but in particular, uh, watch this HGTV, I guess it was last night, this early this morning. And long story short, it was right here in Tennessee. I think it was, it was an H. I don't know if it was Hodgesville or Hopkinsville, but tornado came through, amen, uh, blew this house completely, I mean, literally blew this house completely away. Mm. In the midst of that happening, a mother inside that house, the house was collapsing. She jumped on her children to cover her children. The house fell down on her and paralyzed her from the waist down. She's in a wheelchair now. Mm -hmm. 
out of all of that, amen, they, they went in, uh, they built this family a brand new house from the ground up, put in all the amenities for her being in a wheelchair and, you know, so she could be accessible to, to, to do all that she had to do and everything was at the right level for her to do. Um, they, they, oh man, they put in a 16 foot uh, swimming pool that the family loves to swim and made it accessible to her and I, it was just awesome, awesome and awesome. And, um, and the church uh, uh, got involved there in that little town, got involved there and they raised over $200,000 just to give the family for the just-in-case. You say, well, Brother Little, why do you mention that? I mention that to say this just as easily as our tornado came through. And that was not the only family I believe that was affected. There were many families uh, that were affected, many families that lost their homes and all their possessions and so on and so forth. But my point is, if you've ever been in a tornado, and I almost was in one, so I can, I can say this about it. Them things move like this. And next thing you know, one minute, we, I was, it was the first time I was ever going to fly. I was flying to Fort Jackson, South Carolina. I had just joined the military from Indianapolis. Amen. On that airplane, they've been delaying the flights because of the thunderstorms and all this stuff. And they finally put us on the airplane. And the first time I ever flew, and me not knowing anything about flying, I was scared to death. <laughs> On the way to the airport, we're driving, I'm in a taxi, we're driving, and before us, in front of us is blue skies. But I look out to the right and I see water just coming up like this, and I'm like, man, what's going on right there? And the uh, driver, he, I guess he, he looked up in the rearview mirror, he said, oh man, tornado. I said, a tornado? And I looked behind us, it was pitch black. I mean, it was literally pitch black. Pitch black back here, Gray blue skies up in front, water jumping. I said, oh, Lord, <laughs> But we did, got on that airplane, we started flying, and as I told you, I was scared to death. I was sitting with this young lady that was also going to the military. She was already in, she had, she had her uniform on, and she held my hand for about 45 minutes, because I was, I mean, I was literally like this. And the stewardess said, you gonna be okay? I said, yeah, I'm gonna be okay. She said, I, I, I'll sit with him, he, he, he gonna be fine. I was scared to death. A point is that my tomorrow could have not have come. It could have been just like that. I didn't have a plan at that time in my life for eternity. I was planning on tomorrow. I was planning on putting on a uniform and being becoming a soldier and doing all the things that soldiers do. But I had no plan for eternity. So I encourage you today, amen, don't just plan for tomorrow. But we need to really be making plans for eternity. This man, he was rich. He had a fine house, amen. He had a large farm. He had many servants, amen. Everything seemed to be going right for him. Nothing could go wrong. He had his future all planned out. He presumed tomorrow was going to come like it always did. How many of us are living our lives like that? Presuming that, well, you know. A lot of folks look at our political situation here in America right now and all the stuff that's going on with all that. And some people say, well, you know, it's always like that. You know, it's, 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 it's the Democrats, it's Republicans, and, you know, they always do that. And I'm standing here telling you, nah, 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 This ain't normal. So we start, we need to start planning for eternity. Amen. Because if you look at what's going on right now, 
I tell folks all the time, whenever I'm able to have this conversation, there's a whole lot of prophecy happening in the news right now. Mm -hmm. And what I used to think 20 years ago was maybe 40, 50 years down the road, now I think those things are like maybe five, 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. Who knows, it could be, it could be tomorrow. It could be tomorrow. Well, technically it really can't, because small things need to happen. But the point I'm trying to make yes. is that we need to have a plan for eternity. Yes. We need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. I'm not talking about any casual you know, affair. I'm not talking about a feel-good relationship with the Lord. But I'm talking about an amen, a showing up, sold out, amen. I'm dipped in the blood. I don't care who knows about it. I don't care what anybody think, amen. I'm going to shout up on the rooftops, amen. As the song says, amen. I'm going to dance in the streets if I have to. But whatever it takes, I'm going to secure my eternity. I'm very critical, and I, I'll use that word concerning myself. I'm very critical of the church, and I'm part of that. I'm very critical of the church because when I look at what's going on, amen, I say the church is not taking the concept, the understanding of Jesus Christ to the unsaved. We're comfortable in our environment. We're comfortable sitting in the building and doing the things that we do. But what about the plan for eternity for the rest of the folks? I'm critical, amen, of myself. I told you last week I couldn't quite get the words out right, but y'all helped me, amen. I, 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 I mentioned last week, amen, that I'm not perfect in all of y'all started laughing at we know. <laughs> but you also gave me an opportunity to explain what I was trying to say as Paul was saying that I sometimes end up saying and doing things that I really don't want to say and do. I find that war going on inside of me, amen, telling me, go the way of the Lord. And my flesh is saying, well, you can do that tomorrow. Hmm. But I also will confess, I believe it's not just me. It's natural to us, amen, because we're going to have that struggle until the day of the Lord and we're on the side of eternity with him. Till we hear that trumpet sound off, amen, he say, come hither, amen, and we meet him in the air. Until that happens, amen, we're always going to have that battle on this side. But the battle is already won. We just have to make the decision right. not to wait on tomorrow, but make plans for eternity. All right. <sighs> See, there's a difference between tomorrow and eternity. See, tomorrow is all about me. Tomorrow is all about you. Tomorrow is your desires and your direction and what you want out of this life. But when we plan for eternity, we say, Lord, thank you for all that I have. Thank you, Lord God, that I have the means and the ability to do this, that, and the other. But while I'm on this side, Lord, I'm going to make sure that I'm fulfilling my call. I'm fulfilling my destiny mm -hmm. that I'm doing what you tell me to do and how you tell me to do it. Amen. And it might not look like what you're doing. Uh -huh. And it might not look like what the other person is doing. But as long as you're doing what God has called you to do uh -huh. for eternity, you're going to be all right. Amen. Sometimes we get caught up in trying to look like and act like the other church. Come on now. See, that church, they got it going on over there. They got this, that, and the other. And this going on, and that going on. And, and oh, praise God, good for them. Uh -huh. If God didn't call us to that, then we ain't got to worry about it. All right. It's not that, you know, 
I used to always think that God wants every building to have two, three hundred folks in it. Mm. That might not be the case. Come on now. It might be that God says, I only want so many folks over there, but I want folks over there, amen, that are sold out for me. Yeah. Because they're going to be able to do what those other two or three hundred folks can do also. Mm -hmm. And maybe even more. Mm -hmm. So in other words, say, man, let's not get caught up on in today of trying to be what they look like tomorrow. Let's get caught up today and look at what God wants us to look like in eternity. Amen. Come on, somebody. Now, what am I saying? I'm, I'm saying amen that while we're on this side, because tomorrow's not promised, so while we're on this side, mm -hmm. on this day, amen, it's all right if you raise your hands. Right. It's all right, right. if you stop right. your right. It's all right if you all face down at the altar right. or sit in your chair, your pew, where you at, and say, Jesus, uh -huh. it's me, it's yes. me, it's yes. me yes. in the yes. need of friends. You got to get to that place, my brothers and sisters, where we look at this life, amen. It's a staging point. Mm -hmm. A staging point, amen. Hallelujah, that's where you collect all the things to do what you plan on doing. A staging point. When I was in the supply, amen, in, in the military logistics, amen, we, I was doing a lot of field work and doing this, that, and the other, and we always had to have a staging point. In other words, I would tell either my my individual unit will tell my units when I was at the battalion level, okay, look here, guys. This is where we're going to meet at. This is what you need to bring. This is what we're going to do so that we can accomplish what we need to accomplish. Okay? Uh -huh. It's the same way in our Christian walk. Amen. This is the staging point. Yes. All right. All right. This sound of life. This is the right. staging point. Uh -huh. So what do I need? Well, the first thing I need to do is have a relationship right. with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The first thing I need to do is to ensure there's a personal relationship. Yes. It's not an affair. It's not an acquaintance. Right. But it's a personal relationship yes. with Jesus. Uh -huh. Amen. So after I have that relationship, then a 